Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Yellow. We are here in Las Vegas to bring you our takes on the biggest stories in business, entertainment, hospitality, and pop culture. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us five stars. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Check out our faces on our full video episodes on YouTube. Full video. Hey. Let's go. <laughs> Episode 43. Game 43, on. another morning podcast? Morning podcast. Wow, good morning, fellas. Oh, dude, good I morning. I can't tell if I like morning podcasts or afternoon podcasts better. I got you. I like okay. Friday podcasts when we drink Hey, Fridays brews, are late bro. when you get fucked yeah, up. Friday podcasts are better. I like afternoon, evening podcasts better. You know what? I, I kind of like the morning ones just because I get up super early anyway. Yeah. But, uh... Depends on the day. And my yeah, energy does depend out. on the day, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. You know what's crazy is you we were 43, right? 43. 43. And you've never messed up that intro. It's pretty good. No, I'm You've I'm, never once started on the intro. Yeah, it's I really love good. it. Yeah. We're professionals. <laughs> I know. I know. Jeff I was, was all, hey, Drew, do you want to do an intro? Lodi, you want to do an intro? Like, no, no bro, you're dude, fucking doing yeah, great. Yeah, like, keep doing it. By the way, one take, guys. There's no, there's no restarting any of these oh, yeah, episodes, we have one take by the on way. everything, actually. Yeah, once, <laughs> once you press the, the start button, it's on. Technically, yeah. Unfiltered. Once you hear the clap, that's it. Clap. No going back. <laughs> once you get the clap, let's yeah, just no go shit. back The story behind the clap is that we really kind of like started for each other in the very beginning to like help with the start. I never thought it was actually going to be included in the episode. And then we had to sync it. No, no, the reason is to sync it. Like in the you know the movies they have the the black and white little clipper. No, no, I know. It's saying, to sync all the audio from the three different. But the cameras. clap in the in the movie isn't actually in the audio. In the audio, no. <laughs> but we keep no, no. ours in the we audio. We keep now. it because like, it's, it's like our thing, thing now. It's yeah, a thing. yeah, it became a tradition. So <laughs> if you guys like the clap, let us know. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot today. Just us. Just us. Just us. Yeah, man. Just the three of us. We got some big guests planned, but today it's just yeah, us. Yeah, we got yeah. a lot of things planned too. But we got so many stories to cover too. The start of twenty twenty one has been insane. It's, it's huge. I already feel like the years. Been a, been a while already. I feel like it's been a couple months. I know. It's been a couple weeks. I know. Jeez. I actually was like signing 2021 the other day on some document stuff too. I don't know why I already felt like I've been doing it for forever. Like usually sometimes you're like, oh, 2020, it's so weird. I already yeah. feel like, man, 2021 is already easy. been a fucking roller coaster. 2 1 at the end. I know. Yeah. Two, we're already I know. in it. We're already in it. We've been focused, so focused to get out of 2020. Everybody's ready for 21. Just dope, 21. Dope, I think thanks. so. I think yeah. everyone's positive though. Those first two weeks were rough, but I think now everyone's like, okay, I see, might see the light at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give it until the end of March to give it like a full like interpretation yeah, to see how the sure. year's going to go. Well, get a whole quarter in us. If hey, I'm still wearing a mask in July, God damn it, in the summer at the pool, I'll be pissed. Do you actually think there's a possibility that we could not wear masks by this summer? Probably no, not. No, yeah, probably 100%. Not. We're yeah, still probably not. Masks. I, I had this conversation with somebody. I was like, they'll let us get close to each other again, but... With a mask on. You got to keep that fucking Bane yeah, mask on, you sure. little pussy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was actually, you know when, like, back in the day when we were growing up, too, especially when we first got our license, like, there really wasn't the ding when you in a car when you had to put your seatbelt on. It was just your parents yelling at you yeah, to put your yeah. seatbelt on. Yeah. And now it's like, if you don't put your seatbelt on, too, your car just does that super ding, It yells ding, at you. Ding, it fucking like yells at you. yells at you. And you're like, all right, fine, fine. I'll do it, you know? I feel like that's like, and you just, like, so annoyed wearing a seatbelt, right? Especially when you're young, you're like, God, trying to figure out the, the belt. I feel like that's where I am with. A mask. Like, eventually it'll get annoying, but I still fucking hate it. Like, it's I'll do it yeah. everywhere, yeah. Yeah. but I just the, absolutely hate it. The gym is the worst. Like, the worst. I literally was on the treadmill, and my mask is, like, sucking in, like... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, man, couldn't even breathe. Yeah, I, was, I read like a ball half. I was, I'm done. I can't. Even, I can't and then, but I, so I use one of the. You, you've seen the clear ones that is just kind of like the oh, bullshit the, face the shield chin, that does chin, absolutely fucking nothing. Absolutely but nothing. somehow it's allowed at the gym. So I was like, well, fuck it. The gym, the chin guard is so fucking nice, crazy. There's dude. a guy in my gym who has a bandana, but it just covers his nose. I see him all the time. I don't know like how how the fuck uh, it's real. Uh, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll try to figure it out. Hopefully. Big loophole guy. Any you know loophole, yeah, just Look, fuck it. Here's the deal. I will wear a mask. We will all continue wearing our masks. Yeah, I still wear it, though. If if the government 
continues to figure this the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have to make some big strides the next three months. For sure. I'll keep wearing my mask. I'll do it happily. We have to start making shit better, too. Because I'd rather... Um, because I'm barely doing nothing right now and wearing yeah. a mask. I'd rather do something and wear a mask. Yeah, you fix know, this shit. I just want sense? them to allow people in the Golden Eye Talkie games oh, and, right. and the Raider season coming that's up. Right. I'll wear which, a mask as long as I can do stuff. Yeah. Just let me do stuff. That's it. And yeah. I'll wear the mask. That's it. I'll mask up, but please, let's get that fucking vaccines out there. Let's do all this stuff. Do whatever we have to do. I need it. Come on. I need it. Um, <laughs> all right, so we do have some Vegas news though real quick. Big Big project coming to Vegas. We have Virgin opening sometime this year. We're not sure yet. Yep. Resort World is opening away. sometime this year. Yep. Going to be amazing. Uh, another brand new resort is coming to Las Vegas and breaking ground this year. It's called, let me see what you think about this name, the Las Vegas Majestic. The Majestic. Not yeah. the biggest fan of the name currently, but it'll it'll probably grow it's on very, us. It's very miragey. What's it? Majestic? Majestic. Ugh. It sounds very Disney. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, can, you can see the little star like Disney. Majestic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, Who's the group that owns it? That's so it? it's an independent. It's an independent builder um, to be built right off the strip and close to the Las Vegas Convention Center. Okay. So it's going to be eight hundred fifty million dollar project, but it is non gaming. Oh, no casino in there. Okay, no smoking either, Ooh. which is apparently oh, now a big trend. Yeah, uh, people are sick of cigarettes. Uh, Seven hundred twenty rooms, so big. Thirty five corporate suites. So here's the biggest difference. So they're ranging from five thousand to twenty five thousand corporate. Uh, square feet for these corporate suites. The hope was to attract larger companies to buy these suites and use as offices with major companies like Google, Amazon, et cetera, um, because of the frequent convention trips and the tax incentives of Las Vegas. Do you think that'll work? Uh, so let me just say, when's the next convention in Vegas? <laughs> I mean, they're not going to be done for... Th- they're banking all in on conventions in yeah. Vegas. But I think it's obviously going to come back too. Look, Do you this, think so? Two and a half, three years for sure, 100%. Okay. I think, I think we'll have some some smaller groups in like August ish, you know. But then, but these guys aren't opening a, for yeah, two years. Twenty twenty four, right? Twenty three, twenty four. Twenty three, twenty four. By then, I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I hope it comes back just on the the base and premise of Vegas surviving in the future, and yeah. the convention center adding like what was that two hundred million dollar expansion? Dude, huge. Yeah. So like, I think it'll like you said, you you have to build the future on assuming COVID is going to get fixed for sure. Yeah. You can't just assume that we're all just never going to leave our houses again. Uh, interesting though I mean I feel like there's a space everyone tries to recreate the wheel of Vegas and yep. just be like this is going to be the newer better restaurant the newer better nightclub yeah. the newer better show the newer better attraction or whatever and this is something astronomically different that's pretty much on this trip it's technically not on Las Vegas trip but right off of it um, like closer than I guess you could say the palms off the strip um, it's on the Win Resort World side so we'll see if it's over there too so they're focusing on attracting those type of corporate clients with the convention center traffic, which and it's right by the convention center. I think they'll do really good with that. And the second part is they're focusing on health and wellness. The opposite of what Vegas is known for. Yeah, the complete yeah, opposite. Sure. So the convention season in Vegas is what, early year, right? Yeah, starting Jan- like January 3rd. Okay. Essentially CES kicks off yeah, the yeah. convention season. And then how long is it? January until when? Like convention season and, in Vegas. It's like Memorial Day-ish. Yeah. But that now nowadays... So May. Yeah, yeah but yeah. nowadays because of... The addition of convention spaces like the Wind Building out there, big one, Mandalay Bay expanding Caesars theirs, behind the link. Caesars yeah. is ma- major addition too. It's become now a year long too. Like the winter in Vegas survives our conventions. Okay, guys, yeah, so that's what sure. I'm. That's what yeah. I'm asking. Okay, it's pretty much a year round thing now. So knowing that, I'd say with them focusing on the health and wellness, the no smoking, the no gaming, I think it makes perfect sense because for these people coming into Vegas that want to stay at a resort close to the convention center that kind of caters to their every need, they have you know a lot of these younger people are now in the the corporate spaces within the convention centers. 
They want to go work out in the mornings. They want to do their yoga. They want to eat their little fucking power smoothie in the morning. Yeah. yeah. I think it makes perfect sense. And if they want that traditional Vegas experience, I want to while out, smoke fucking cigarettes, gamble my life away. There's plenty of options for There's that. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of options. No here's, shortage of that. There's no shortage. Here's the easy bet, right? When you're saying 700 rooms, you're talking about at double occupancy, 1,400 people. That's not a That's lot. That's nothing. That's nothing. nothing for these huge conventions, right? No. So you're going to make your money back. You're going to have this super yeah. targeted and close to the actual convention center venue. I think it's easy money for them. And if you sell out those 35 corporate suites, just think about how many times those employees will be staying there, you know, consistently yeah. all the time. Um, not to mention, so their, their wellness space is a 70,000 square foot fitness, nutritional, nutritional and medical spa operation, including like yoga, spinning, nutritional consultants, um, doctors, spas, and it's aimed at like executives who want like a spa vacation experience. Yeah. So you're saying there's going to be a juice bar. So it's lifetime. Literally, I think it's <laughs> it's, it's a lifetime hotel. It's soul cycle. It's, it's soul cycle on steroids. It's soul cycle. So you're saying there's going to be a juice bar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah for sure. Oh my god. The high price smoothies here that are going to be here is going to be unbelievable. <laughs> $17 smoothie yeah. with your add-ons of fucking chia seeds yeah, and yeah. fucking dickwad berries. Berries you've never even heard of. Some dickwad berries. What is that? Oh, it's yeah. a dickwad berry. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Try it. yeah throwing a couple uh, dickwad berries. You say seventeen dollars? Sure, sure, sure. sure. It comes out to twenty two fifty with tax. It's a gold smoothie. Sure, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. You know, every and steak. it's this big, as yeah. big as a twelve ounce cup. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Just little shots. Yeah. Honestly, I think it's probably smart. Uh, I just think it's easy to to capitalize on on that volume. Fourteen hundred is nothing. Nothing. If yeah. you're trying to fill three thousand rooms and there's no gaming and there's nothing for the people to do besides workout, it's kind of hard. I mean, also, so again, that's not a lot of rooms, but also yeah. take into consideration that these resorts on Las Vegas Boulevard, they bank on gaming, yeah. dining out, entertainment, liquor sales, et, yeah. et cetera. Uh, not to mention, like I said, gaming, first and foremost, yeah. and dining. I don't think they're going to have any of that. So they're so banking you, strictly you know, yeah. on people just buying hotel rooms? I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. the dining there is going to be like a, a huge focus. Like, what, 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 like fucking berries like, and fucking like twigs? Vegans? No, no, I'm sure, I'm sure they're going to have nice restaurants to twigs? stay there too because that's the only thing. You're not going to have like crazy entertainment. I don't know, that's the tough part. When, when, so if you come here for a convention like I used to do before like I lived here, right? The things you came here for and what made it appealing was, oh, I get to gamble a little bit. Oh, I'm going to go party and drink a little bit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go do this. But so I, if I, I can't do that in my hotel, I got to take an Uber down the street to the Cosmo. closest places the, the wind I mean, or the, the wind. everything's right next door the wind's right next door Rosoro's right there too. nothing's yeah. far I think their dining right. options are gonna completely suck dick this, it's possible yeah the, but I also think though too is that like every time I used to think like they'll have a Starbucks there's the Vegas that I was yeah. used to I would talk to like a guest and they'd be in like a total different Vegas world right where it's like that show's sold out like how who's going there and it's sold out for nine nights in a row you're like what the fuck is going on <laughs> yeah. there's, like, there's so many different types of like have you never seen O at the Bellagio come on yeah, do it, it's the best do it once. Do it once. Majestic, pun intended. Check it's off, majestic. check off one Cirque du Soleil yeah. show and never go back. That's never, what it is. You're done. Yeah. Uh, all right, shout out to Majestic. So we'll, I actually count, sound, count, uh, sounds kind of nice. Jeff will be there for the salads. Fuck I, yeah! I mean, I hope it works. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, Fuck it. Bring they're, they're, they're probably gonna be a client, dude. Yeah, I know they are. <laughs> yeah. I'll shout be, out to Majestic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So are we going for a bro spa day? Yeah, is that, is that what you're saying? It really sounds like it's gonna be uh, one of the juice clients. Yeah. Majestic, let's go. We'll see what happens. So we got three years to talk about it. So we'll see, we'll see then. Nope. But hey, shout out to someone doing another big project in Vegas. We like it. Yeah. Just yeah. more reason for people to come out here. Bring let's it. go. Keep Bring it fucking going. Um, so on to someone who's doing something big to someone who completely fucking failed. <laughs> we love this topic. R.I.P. Quibi. Quibi. Yeah. Goodbye. It's Goodbye. Right. If you didn't think Quibi was synonymous with failure now, I, I want to make this a trend. Please. 
make this a trend. When someone fucks up or someone does something wrong, you quibbied. Bro, you just quibbied? Oh, man, you just you fucking quibby, bro. You quibby and oh piece of God, shit. Dude, you really you quibby and piece of shit, dude. Guys, Quibber. please start this. I work, I'm going to try to do my best to do this. Next time I see someone mess up, too, um, actually, I'm going to try to try it on my wife, too. When she, when she, can, when she mess up, she got pregnancy brain right now. So she's like, sometimes she's like buffering when she tries to talk. She just like go to say something uh, and it just won't be there. Yeah, you're just quibby. She's like, oh, man, you're, just, you're really quibbying this right now. You man, know? you really quibby that. You're really quibby. Uh, when you get something, or you, when you buy something at a really ridiculous discount, yeah, I'm talking classic. about a complete fire sale. Yeah, fire sale. Yeah, speaking of that, so Roku essentially Salvation Army, Quibi, the diamond in the rough, they thrifted. Roku thrifted Quibi. They saw it on the clearance rack. They're that, like, I want that. That's the trendiest yeah. way to put this. Roku, Roku thrifted Quibi. Yeah, forget uh, the platform. So Take Quibi, retail, $1.75 billion. <laughs> Roku got it for $100 million. Cha-ching! So here's what happened, guys. With joke. people consuming more content on more different platforms than ever before, they're just raining new platforms to watch content. Seems like all of them are growing, adding viewers, adding subscribers, Roku, I mean, uh, Quibi came out and completely and utterly missed the boat. They raised $1.75 billion. A lot of money. Completely and utterly failed. Gone. Had an insane executive team. Stupid. Absolutely superstar. They paid for superstar content. Kevin Hart. Uh, everybody, yeah. So they, they sold. They had no money left. They tried to recover anything they could. They sold their entire past and future library of content and IP to Roku for $100 bucks. Is this a good deal? This includes deals with content with like Idris Elba, Anna Kendrick, Liam Hemsworth, Kevin Hart, and more. It's just a new hosting great deal. platform now, right? They're just buying the Roku's content. Roku just took, essentially took the content. Oh, that's also, a, it's a great deal. Yeah. yeah. Great deal. They also did have some proprietary technology with how like the phone moves with ah, the content and stuff. Bro, but we, they took that just, in, just to have as like a bonus. Yeah. No, but they we talked about the, the shit. The phone yeah. shit, it failed from the beginning. Matter. We called this failure from the Instagram. absolute beginning. Yeah. We're fucking, we're fortune tellers. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Tell I, us your business. To be perfectly honest sucks. with you, I did not think it was going to fail this fast and this quick. Neither did honestly. Well, neither did it I. crashed and burned, and it just failed. I think it's honestly. Quibi came out like ten episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, I think the quarantine fucked it up because everyone was at home. Yeah, yeah, well, not I mean, on the move. The whole thing was on the move. You get ten minutes of, of watching some content. But if, if yeah, I, that was stupid anyway. That stupid. was stupid. Hold on, anyway. But hold on, FYI, quarantine was not short. So if you're at Quibi. And you don't, for some odd reason, say, hey, guys, everyone's watching content at home. Let's just start, make sure that we move everything to the TV app really quick, too, so we can get users to at least watch the content. Yeah, they didn't transition so, quick so enough. So eventually, that they do, when mobile does happen again, and like you had said, like every like Clubhouse, like everyone becomes, leaving their house becomes more prevalent again. Yeah, for sure. Then they can be like, oh, wow, I don't want to miss this, so I can watch this on the go, or whatever it may be, too, or watch it on my iPad, they just missed the boat. They're like, all right, no one's going to sit there in the corner of their own house watching Quibi on their phone in their kitchen in their sweats. In my house. Happening. No. Yeah, the no. only place you would probably do that is on the toilet. On the toilet. Yeah. But no, yeah. I'm, I'm on TikTok <laughs> watching Thotties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to really like Watching Thotties twerk. Sure. I got to turn down the volume, though, because my girl knows all the songs. Choosing, you know your <laughs> toilet, choosing your toilet content's a big, you know, yeah, it's, it's a huge. big deal. It's your, it's your second office. Uh, so this is obviously an incredible deal for Roku. Oh, dude, yeah. $100 million? They're good. $100 million. Yeah, they're good. Deal. No problem. All the content, and they already have the existing platform that they have in control. It's For yeah, what Netflix for sure. just paid to have Kevin Hart on their content, and they already have him, plus Anna Kendrick, and these other movies coming out, too. Steve, a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, crazy. So they absolutely won. What do we learn from this too? Like, don't don't try to overthink this. That's it. That was it. Don't overthink yeah. it. Yeah, it's because because like TikTok changed how content was made. Right. But Roku just tried to shorten regular content into small little bite sized pieces. Quibi, 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 Quibi. Excuse me, Quibi tried to just shorten 
longer content into into three, four different pieces. Yeah, into three, four yeah, different it's pieces. The same shit. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's why you hit pause. Which I think is what they had to do to even survive the little time that they did initially as well because what they were trying to do with the short form content, you just can't make it exciting in that five to 10 minutes that they wanted. Yeah. So they just took 30, 40, 50, an hour long episode of traditional and just cut it. (laughs) So stupid. So fucking dumb. How they they originally marketed though too, I was like, oh wow, they got these big name people to do shorts. I was like, okay, cool, wow. It's like, I thought it was going to be like, take these huge names and turn it into like YouTube style content where we consider that long form content. But like, okay, cool. If you're going to make like a 10 minute, super exciting, funny thing too, that might be kind of cool and with big name people that could work so i thought it was going to be kind of like the youtube but more curated content and like obviously higher quality um picture and writing etc too and it just wasn't it was just an hour-long movie just in eight (laughs) in eight episodes stupid complete failure roku with the win i'd say yeah 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 for the content i'm surprised the fucking rock didn't buy it you should (laughs) have the rock (laughs) yeah Honestly, no joke. I we laugh right now too. But if if The Rock announces tomorrow that he's coming out with like a streaming network, I literally wouldn't be surprised. Huge success, too. yeah. Huge success, <laughs> wildly successful. Like he buys some failing brand. Like, hey guys, The Rock bought the CW or something. Yeah. You know like, rockets to the moon. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, oh my god, are you serious? The Rock bought the CW. Genius. Genius. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek Genius. reboot with The Rock oh or something. Genius. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. He could have done anything too. Rock, come on, you're sleeping, dude. You're making energy drinks. You could have bought a whole entire content platform. With Kevin Hart, your what best was friend. That? Yeah. What was that when uh, Dave Portnoy was battling um, the HBO guy, Suitman? Suitman. And oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. Was like, he was like, you work for the network. I, I am, am the, the fucking network. network. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. hot. It's got to be what the I rock's got to be. Uh, so bye-bye, Quibi. I am on a mission to make this now a word. So Quib- Quibi, the name's not going to die. No, it's got to no. be in one of your uh, your uh, little TikToks or one of your little... Yeah, yeah, I'm a TikToker. Yeah. I'm going to go viral for it. For, for sure. sure. Um, all right, another update. On uh, one of our our first guests ever. Okay. Rob Goff. Rob Goff. Hey. The man. Love this big, guy. Big, truly berry guy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Big, yeah. truly yeah. berry guy. Big, truly guy. guy. Yeah. Uh, if you guys don't know, he's actually our first guest ever on the Residency Podcast. Super good friend of ours. So shout out to Rob for doing that. Um, now, 43 episodes later, he's doing incredible stuff since we had him last on almost a year ago. Yeah. Since he, he started. He's on every platform. ESPN, TMZ. So Lord, much coverage on everywhere. that. Crushing, it's crazy. Crushing. So if you guys don't know, so 2020, so he actually, uh, he's owned a bunch of companies, but recently he bought Dope Clothing. He grew Dope Clothing uh, drastically, sold the rights to Dope Clothing, actually, and the IP. But he kept the IP for Dope to use for CBD and marijuana products, which we all know is going to crush it because it's it's such a great brand, and it's a clear move over to CBD and marijuana. He just moved to Puerto Rico. Smart. Dope. No taxes. Bye-bye. He talks about it a couple times on his stories for people that don't know. Goodbye, Puerto Rico. On why he moves to Puerto Rico. (laughs) Goodbye, Puerto Rico. Goodbye, taxes. He went from 46% taxes to 4 Rough. <laughs> that's a that's a big win. Um, and most recently, all over, like Lo said, every single news outlet. He went crazy. If you guys haven't really been following the internet at all, apparently now sports cards are the most valuable thing on earth. The most it's valuable. Wild. If only ten year old Jeff had known this, because that's all that I did when I was a kid was collect sports cards. So did I. So did I. Yeah. 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 I, was I, have, I have tons still saved. Me too. Yeah. Still dope. I'm calling my dad to have him send them over to me in boxes. Yeah. Uh, so he, why he hit the news was he bought the most expensive, uh, sports card purchase in history. He bought the 1952 PSA nine mint tops Mickey Mantle card for $5.2 million, $5.2 million. And a lot of people are saying he's slightly overpaid, which I maybe kind of agree, but Rob is so fucking genius. The reason he bought this card, he knew 
he was going to get so much publicity yeah. and free exposure for buying this astronomically. I mean, five point two million dollars for a fucking card is insane. It make any he sense, probably yeah. got two, three million dollars worth of free exposure 100%. from these huge outlets 100%. to drive up now the price of that card in the future. I promise he's going to make money on this card. Maybe not yeah. soon, but give it a couple years, yeah. he makes money on this fucking card. So what I think isn't in the story. By the way, this is not. I don't know this for a fact. Is I think that he probably bought up similar cards for less price, possibly other Mickey Mantle cards, yeah. possibly other like baseball cards in the category too. Because what I've noticed too is assigning value just as assigning demand. Yeah, and yeah. Demand, it's tough. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And as and as these big influencers like Steve Aoki and Dan Fleshman and Logan Paul are doing all these Pokemon and sports card stuff too, and the popularity of them are growing, the demand is growing, which means the price goes up. Simple yeah. as that. I think that he probably purchased a bunch of other things around this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And saw like, okay, cool, if I buy this main pinnacle, all of these are going to go up a ton. Yeah. And now he obviously has kind of, I guess you could say, the diamond in the rough yeah. of the card. It's it's the stock X effect. It's literally what it is, right? Yeah. So the, the price point is only determined by how many people are buying it at that price. And if people are buying it at a higher price than it's listed for, everything else just keeps going up. If once you somebody starts buying it for dirt cheap because nobody wants it anymore or nobody can sell it at that price, then it goes down. It's literally exactly the, the hype beast train just for sports cards. It seems like it's not slowing down at all. No, yeah. and... What, what were some wild. other what were some other purchases before that? What was it? The Mike Trout card? Mike yeah, Trout Mike Trout card. card. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was like huge. Vegas Dave or something. Yeah, the shit, Jordan right? card yeah. sold recently. There uh, some, there's been some monster ones, man. But no other card got this much exposure. No. Yeah. I, I see Rob fucking everywhere for this card <laughs> yeah. purchase. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what his goal was, is to now to drive exposure and eyeballs on the fact that he bought this card for this astronomically high price. I promise, in a couple years, he makes out on this one card. For sure. For sure. 100%. Absolutely. And I think that people actually, if you, like, when people make money on investments, that's incredible, but you can't really talk about them, right, too? Sure, This sure. is an investment that people can actually talk about, and yeah. I think there's some type of nostalgia. There's, there's like, an aura around the actual piece of, of the, like, the collectible item that yeah. just makes it even more valuable to certain people. So I think, and the fact that you get press from it, you know, is like, let's say he makes... Like, you see the stock market, too. Let's say he makes 50% on this card, and he sells it for $7.5 million, right? Or more. Yeah. Oh, it would be unbelievable, wow, right? what a return. <laughs> what, what a return. What a return. But, like, the stock market right now, too, you, you've, some of these stocks, you could have made 200 300% on your money, too, but you can't really talk about it. For someone like this, too, it's, like, such a big win for them, too, because the next person is going to be like, now this Mickey Mantle card is sold for $8 million yep. or whatever it is, too. People love that shit. They love it. Now, the fact that he was riddled with press from this, too. Riddled, I mean, dude. I mean, the, the quantitative number for some people to digest is so big. It's crazy. $5 million for one sports card? It just goes to show you that we were smarter at age 10 than we are now. Because Way smarter. That's yeah. all I was doing. I was buying upper deck fucking boxes of ba- baseball, basketball. Were you doing baseball or basketball? I was doing everything. Were you football? collecting cards? Though? Basketball. basketball. Need basketball cards too. Basketball. Yeah, I was. Obs- I didn't. I didn't do football. I didn't do. Ba- I like. I watched football. I watched baseball. But basketball cards, I was obsessed. with. It was like Fleer top or whatever. It was a, the one that had like a gold border around it, and like it's every iconic player I have. I had like Jordan, Dominique Wilkins. Like it was so cool. For me, it was like at the Allen Iverson, Penny Hardaway era. Like that was like when like I was collecting super cards, obsessed with Allen Iverson. Yeah, my father, the year I was born, 1987, he bought two box sets of the Fleer baseball cards. Okay. And in that, Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, some other big name rookies. Do you keep them nice? Yeah, I have them all. 
Wow. I have them all. Did you look at Beckett to see what they're worth now? I haven't. I think they can Beckett, rip these. It's not worth that much. I mean, it's like maybe like 1100 bucks or something crazy. You got it. The, the ratings is all that matters now, yeah. too. It's just yeah. how you kept them. Even if you didn't, even if you kept them nice, if air has been touching them, too, like they don't even get, like, you had to get those screw cases. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Ones too. Like, so we'll see. I have a few back in the back at home, but who knows what they're, who knows? Maybe I have, a, maybe I, I have some crazy. I got a five. I, I would sell them all. I would fucking sell unload them all. I, I would sell them all. I know that I had one that was unbelievable at the time too, and I remember it being worth like a couple thousand dollars when I was like ten or eleven years old. It was a Shaq autographed like one of twenty rookie card. Yeah. Oh wow! And so I got to get that one back out here to see what that one's worth because I remember. And that was like one of those things too where I did like a a pack opening in the store, like oh, the sports sick. card store, and it was like you got to pick certain packs of the box, and it opened in there too, and it was like oh my god! Yeah. I remember that. That was like one of my dad. Father-son bonding things when we were younger, for sure. I know the one card that I have that I always remember is my holographic Charizard Pokemon card. That's probably worth so much money. You still got it? You still got it? Yeah, but have you seen the Pokemon cards been going crazy, too? You have a Charizard, like, in... Top condition. Top condition. I got a five. Yeah, I have one. From like the first that? generation. First, no, the, it didn't have the first generation little ball on it, but it's like it's literally like the hardest card to find. Aren't those things worth like a million dollars? I don't know if they're worth a million dollars. I think they're crazy, yeah. Yeah, I know they're like a couple thousand. You should do some research, pal. All right, I'm going to go pick up my shit in L.A. Fucking God. What yeah. LA this it's crazy because when I was younger, these kids in the neighborhood were Drew and I are on our way to L.A. to rob yeah, fucking Lowe's. Fucking bitch ass. unit, whatever. Um, all these kids in the neighborhood would collect Pokemon cards. Not play the Pokemon game, but just collect the it's cards because the they yeah. were so hot when they first came out. I thought it was the dumbest I will, shit ever. I will have it to. I, I have thought to, it was the dumbest shit ever. And these kids, they had tons of Charizard holograms. I, yeah. I hated on on Pokemon so hard. Like I look back now and like, I, I don't know. I hated on it too. I, it's just. But like, no, I was so cool with my fucking Jinko jeans and my Puka shell oh necklace. My I was, you know, and Drew's, they were collecting Pokemon Jinko Jeter. Drew, Drew's playing. Oh my Drew, Drew's playing Pogs in the corner, you know? I was, dude. I had the slammers, slammers and shit. Going crazy, And bro. the kids, these young kids, they were like three years younger than I was, they would sell the Charizard hologram card yeah. for $100. Because yeah. $100 at the time was a lot of, of fucking money. Who would have... Do you know what I mean? Okay, come on. Who could have predicted that Logan Paul would be, you'd be you know, getting 30 million views on a Pokemon open and spending $200,000 <laughs> on a box of Pokemon? Like, what, what is going I on? I don't know. What is going Fuck. on? Um, but the card game is going great. So you guys are investing in it too. I mean, good luck. That would be incredible, dude. Shout out to our boy Rob. Yeah, Rob. First yeah. guest ever. Love uh, it. See, see, we're bringing you guys top quality guests. People are doing big things. Rob, hope we hope we have Rob on again sometime in the future. Oh, he's coming for sure. One hundred percent. Once he sells the card. Yeah. There you if go. he ever leaves uh, sunny Puerto Rico for Vegas <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of other big things too, Jake Paul. We have talked about him a lot here on the podcast. He just announced that he's back fighting again in April. Um, that announcement came with Triller announcing the launching of their Fight Club, which is essentially kind of a whole entire new boxing forum um, in partnership with Snoop Dogg, yep. which is great. So they are going to be launching fights, multiple fights a year, with just more production around them too. I think boxing has become boring, yeah. and they're making it a whole entire event, right? Celebrity announcers, Top tier musical guest. Yeah, concert. It's a concert. Yeah, I think they leaked that Tory Lanez is going to be the first one on this. Oh on this. Quarantine radio. Quarantine. Quarantine. Rushed. <laughs> yeah. Watch that was, out. That was Yo, so good. Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez <laughs> lives. I don't know how those things get shut best, down. The best, dude. The best. Um, if you guys didn't see that, guidelines. Tory, guidelines. Yeah, Tory Lanez <laughs> did not follow any internet guidelines on his lives. Um, so apparently he's going to. Didn't he just shoot Megan Thee Stallion in the foot or something? Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. That was a big story. No, allegedly. I got to look back. It was confirmed. On that. Yeah, he shot it in the yeah, leg. Convicted, oh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But I like look like so he's yeah. just doing yeah. just fine, apparently. Yeah. Um, all right, so two questions for you. One, is this gonna work? And two, can Jake Paul 
Like, is a Triller Fight Club going to work? Like, are there enough people to fight in these events um, outside of just Jake Paul? And, well, first question, what do you think? Yes, and we talked about this one of the couple episodes ago, Lo and I. Uh, Triller hasn't really found its niche, right? They're trying to compete with TikTok for that TikTok Musical.ly platform. Yeah which I don't think they're going to win at all. I don't think they're going to win. But now they started throwing these little boxing events and other events. I think they transition now to an event sole-based company. Yeah. And I think it works. Yeah, I think that, The first one worked. Yeah, 100%. I think that they're a contest content-based like Live Nation. Yeah. Right? It's it's super cool. Yeah, and they have a, like the the big TikTok influencers living at the Triller houses like they have those big names yeah. like all the Swag, the Swag kids yep. that we talked about too, Bryce Hall, and But Josh that's what's Richards. hot right now. Now you have all these celebrities in person experiences that you can give to like the guests or whoever's coming crazy like the yeah the, like, like you said having having a great idea but not having the content and the people around it to back it up yeah. sometimes is work right now they have the content and the people that are executing it too and they just have to figure out their lane it's way better to have what trailer has now than maybe a perfect idea but no way to execute just it. wait till they have fans yeah. right like that whole experience in one arena is insane. It was amazing on TV, right? There was cool concert, fight, cool concert. Yeah, you're right. Wow, fight. I didn't even think yeah, about yeah, that. You gotta imagine a cool concert with whatever twenty thousand people, and then the fight. You're this right. Shit is you're nonstop right. energy. Yeah. It was kind of like before the whole coronavirus. I almost forgot yeah. that, that. That's a whole other piece. <laughs> fucking yeah. fans. Fucking what do you mean? Fans. Wait a minute, people. Fans. Can <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the, Are you saying people can attend? <laughs> yeah. When when Jake Paul, they did so good at lighting in Trillo too. I didn't even think, didn't see an empty stadium at all. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, it was like, like it all looks so like perfectly like all these corridors. Yeah. And now like yeah, it just blew my mind. Well, it's like uh, when I'm sorry, Logan Paul fought uh, who's the English guy? KSI. KSI. They sold out the fucking Staples Center. That's insane. You had fucking so many celebrities, so fast influencers, too. so fast athletes going to watch two fucking the in a sense, YouTubers fight for the first time, and it was fucking crazy. So I think now if they incorporate the same thing, the same feel, the same atmosphere, same amount of influencers, celebrities, etc., and now they're doing dope concerts and all this other shit, I think it's a fucking home run. Yeah, I think it's and hot. and you have to remember too, Triller has so many top artists backing the platform too. So many investors. So they, not only do they have the new age content that people are always doing, they're obviously predicting the future with this Jake Paul situation and with like the Triller Fight Club they're seeing that people are liking they like to watch people fight but they know that there was a missing niche in boxing and they have all these artists that are willing to do it and you have people like Snoop Dogg that are coming in and obviously like we had talked about he made the Jake Paul fight wildly more entertaining yeah. even than it already was for sure because of his commentary he is just so good off the cuff um, so the second question is, I think, I'm, I'm with you I think Triller's going to crush it yep. have you guys ever been to a fight? Like either UFC or a boxing fight? Yeah, we went to all of them in Vegas. It's it's all waiting and boring until the fight. Until the fight. Like yeah. the whole fucking time. And then if the fight ends early, then it's a whole another even longer waiting game. And there's nobody really in the stands until the last two or three fights. Here, you're going to get people to come because they want to come see the artists in between the fights. Well, do you know what I think that the biggest thing that I noticed from the Triller events too is that boxing, traditional boxing, is about credibility. The undercards yeah. are all about credibility, right? People working towards getting yeah. towards oh, those fought, headline I fights. I fought on the Mayweather undercard. Right. Yeah. It's like, I fought 10 fights, so, so I earned this undercard and so on and so forth, too. Yeah. And you're talking about people who are skilled to box each other, yeah. which is incredible, which is how the sport should be. But you're also seeing this other form of just like true 
like nature of human beings wanting to just see this coliseum type shit yeah. of people in like the ring fighting. So they don't have to necessarily be these incredible quote unquote fighters that have 10 fights under their belt too that are working towards this as their main craft. People just want to see people bang heads a little bit. For sure. Yeah. But you have to find the right people that have enough skill to do it. Yeah. And I think there's a huge lane to make that super entertaining. Like you said though too, because even the undercard fights too, some people are really into it, but the majority of them are pretty dull. Yeah. Always and dull. No in hype the around them. fights. Goes. There's absolutely Nobody fucking goes. zero. The yeah. stadium's empty bro yeah. empty There's people no pay thousands of tickets for this fight and only and show up late just for the main just event. for the last fight and i think the only real entertainment outside of the fight ufc and boxing is like the entrance of the headliners that's it yeah, that's, that's right. it yeah, yeah. you have yeah, one yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. 30 second maybe one minute entrance that's like on the the screen yeah. and you know mayweather was the first person to really translate that to, and when he had bieber and 50 cent like wearing sombreros and yeah, shit like crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah. he made that entertaining and now this is a whole new version of just understanding that the person who's paying 60 dollars per pay-per-view wants to be entertained from start, start to, finish. to finish that thriller event was probably the best bang for buck pay-per-view i've ever paid for in my life that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. you went back to 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 back, you're like, what is going on? It's maybe because maybe it's like that because they understand like content and keeping your attention. Yeah. Right. Most places or most like event companies don't really do that, right? You, they give you this is the experience you're getting, and then everything else is kind of this fluff. They went A to Z. They were like, you're gonna have content and you're gonna be stimulated the whole time. Yeah. Plus, stimulated. plus two. I also thought I when you make a the point about the live audience, I thought it was interesting though too because if you ever watch a concert like made for a live audience, like a behind the scenes documentary of an incredible concert. Yeah. And it's not really that great for you because it's made for to be this concert for all these fans. Sure. Mm -hmm. What I thought was interesting about the Triller event, because it had no fans, it was made for the viewer and the, the sound was incredible. It yeah. wasn't made, the sound wasn't made for the people there. It was made for us watching at home. Yeah. And the aesthetics of it all and how it all worked was made for the viewer. And I think that's interesting because maybe you don't even need fucking fans, right? I'm just yeah. saying that's an angle, but it was made for the viewer, which made yeah. it seem like way better from a viewer's perspective. But so. that, that makes me want to go. Yeah. Right. I want to go experience that in person. I would go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Now. See yeah. dope three yeah. rappers or performers do yeah. the and see some fights. But they Absolutely. but they know now. They know now that making that content for the people at home and for the people and the fans in different ways, making sure they're taking care of both of those lanes. You know what I think felt is like? smart. It felt like the NBA All Star Game or like the Super Bowl or you know how those productions are created for the guests or for the people that are actually there and on for the TV. Exactly. That's what yep. it felt like. Yeah. Right? It felt like this humongous moment and. It was a fucking Jay Paul fight. <laughs> or whatever. They, 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 yeah, they, they took account for that too, 100%. <laughs> exactly. Super Bowl Super Bowl mentality should be at every event, essentially. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, All right, so can Jake Paul carry a whole entire fight himself? He's the headliner. Yes. And they said they're going to have three undercards. I have a yes with an asterisk for this question. No, I say yes, 100%. It has to be somebody that can fight. That's yeah. all I'm saying is that it's a yes, but his counterpart has to be legit. I mean, he said he's, his counterpart will be someone who can fight his next fight. No, for sure. He yeah. hasn't announced who it is, though, right? No, he doesn't. Got it. Uh, but I, I just think for the regular... Remember, you said because this isn't necessarily for the boxing UFC no. purist. No. This is for a lifestyle you know, sure. content. Sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, is, this isn't, yeah. So like, you know, even Dylan Dennis, you know, that's, that's, that's up there, right, too. But, you know, Jake Fall, Nate Robinson wasn't there. So it's like, maybe he can. I don't know. But I think that it just really depends on how big this is, this is going be like to be. like a Conor McGregor. Well, it's not going to happen first. Well, I mean, so here, listen. So did you see Jake Paul call out Conor in Miami? Multiple times. No, today. Oh, with the With, with the plane? plane, with the yeah, plane, yeah. with the big banner. Uh, and then Jake also said, because uh, McGregor's getting, what, he said $5 million for yeah, and the fight this weekend, and he offered him $50 million. Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> That's all a right, joke. Let's, I'm let's, taking the 50. Yeah, let's, take, sure. let's take bets right now. In the next 12 months, 
want to stretch it? 18 months. Does Conor McGregor fight Jake Paul? Yes. It, it, well, it's uh, depending yes. on his contract. Yes. His UFC contract. Yes. But, so, yes. No, I'm saying... But if he's smart, he would take the Does fight. everyone yes. figure it out? I'm saying Dana White, Conor McGregor, Jake Paul, actually, do they all somehow figure it out? Just yeah. like the Mayweather yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I think it happens. Yeah, it happens. Jake Paul's getting too good at calling him out and pressing the buttons. I think the money's going to be too big that neither Dana nor Conor nor Triller, no, no one can say no. This is just 50 million just straight up front just for the fight. That's not even negotiating like the pay-per-view numbers, yeah. which I'm sure Connor will get a piece And we of. both know that is going to be That's going to be the biggest. Content. 200 million, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Unbelievable crazy. I think it's going to work. I think they're going to announce a decent fighter. I think it'll be hopefully Dylan Dennis. I think that's the best case scenario for Jake Paul or Ben Askren. One of the two, I think. Ben Askren would be good too. One of those two is going to be the one who bites, I feel like. And it's got to be somebody with a mouth and then somebody that can actually fight. Yeah. Dylan Danis would be the perfect foray into Conor McGregor. Because if he beats Dylan Danis, then it would be like, all right, cool, man. You know, I just fucked up your boy. Yeah, bring on the boss, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, let's go. So we'll see. But I think it's great. You know what? More, better, awesome content coming our way. Let's I go. I just want to see it. I just yeah. want to see it. That's the thing. The, all these content companies have figured out too. Quibi, man, just fucking just couldn't figure it out. <laughs> couldn't figure it out. And that's the thing. It's like they know off the bat you're going to pay $50 to see this fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Take Talk my money now. Dude. Take my money, Speaking dude. Speaking of that, like the Floyd Mayweather, the Logan Paul fights in 30 days. Yeah, oh yeah. Take my money, days. dude. Take You're it. Good. Take yeah. it. Unbelievable. Stop Floyd at girl collection. Yeah. <laughs> he better stop, you know? He's probably got a boxing little setup in the back, you know? Absolutely, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, other big uh, announcements, too. So moving a little bit into the sports betting side of content, too. So Michigan will now officially allow online sports betting and casino games and could become the biggest revenue-generating state in the country. Um, to put in perspective, last year, 2020, New Jersey grossed over $300 million just from its online sports betting avenue. By the way, they're saying those numbers are really high because people in New York are going to New Jersey to do sports betting. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, right. Um, to compare, Michigan had already allowed in-person sports betting in 2019 and 2020. Yep. Combined, that only created $18 million in revenue for Michigan. So obviously they're extremely excited because I think that, and there's, I think they said seven apps have been approved, including Barstool, um, FanDuel, DraftKings, all the big ones. MGM. Um, and so do you, think, do you think this eventually negatively affects Vegas in any way? Mm. Online sports betting becoming very popular too? Because I mean, in a matter of a few years, all of a sudden it was like marijuana frowned upon, gambling frowned upon. You have to go to this weird sin city in the desert. Now it's like, nah, everyone can have everything. So I, I think for your, your normal, like casual better, it doesn't matter, right? Like if just giving them access to, to bet online or cool, that's not going to take away my Vegas trip. I'm going to Vegas for the full on experience. I'm going to come in for a big Super Bowl, a big game, I'm coming for March Madness, um, or I'm coming here for something else and then I'm going to be gambling and sports betting while yeah. I'm here. Right, I don't think it takes away from the city. I think giving people the little, you want to bet your couple hundred bucks, couple thousand bucks while you're at home sitting on the couch during a regular like NBA game, cool, go ahead. People aren't coming to Vegas just for that bet, right? People are trying to find their bookie or their guy for that bet. Yeah, I think it's not going to take away from anything. I think. I I actually agree. I agree because I mean, look, you can do a lot of things now, especially because we saw nightlife, right? Too, yeah. you, when the the emergence of the DJs. In the very beginning, it was you could only see them in Vegas, and then these big DJs and these big acts were touring Everywhere. all over the country, Everywhere. right? All these like medium-sized nightclubs were opening up in Chicago and all these other cities that weren't like the New York, Miami, Vegas, uh, L.A. So I think you have that, and then you know you can do a lot of stuff now. And I think, like you said, you're right. Your Vegas trip is totally separate from it. Yeah. And the third part is I think that Barstool with Penn National 
and MGM and Caesars and all these big apps too, this is actually a whole new way for these companies to touch the consumers that come to Vegas all the time too on a more regular basis. Yeah. And really tie that into other things too and get people to come to Vegas maybe for other reasons. And so I think it's actually in the long run a much better app. I think a good example is like Circa, right? Oh, so you guys are gonna go sports better at home, whatever, whatever. Now watch this. World's biggest sports book. Huge pool party yeah. with sports. Like Vegas is Vegas and it's so over the top that they're, we're gonna come up with something or do something that's gonna make that experience when you come here yeah. overtake what you can get at home. I think it also normalizes it too, right? It's like yeah. if that becomes normalized too, coming to Vegas just becomes more normal, right? It becomes like, especially if I'm more into sports betting, Vegas becomes a higher destination on my list yeah. of things to do, right? Like if I don't like country music, I'm probably not going to go to Nashville that often. But if I start to like country music more, I'm like, oh man, maybe I should go check out Nashville, right? So if I had never been to Vegas before, I've only gone for that one bachelor party or that one March Madness yeah. reunion with my high school friends or whatever the hell, right? Which is like the classic Vegas trip. Yeah. Now it's like, oh man, sports betting is so much fun. Do we got to go to Vegas to Gotta check go out to Vegas. Yeah. the yeah. sports book or, or yeah. the, 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 you know, the big screens at Circa or whatever else too, or, or a Raiders game or a Knights game or Whenever NBA for, team comes to for right? us, for us in Vegas, I think what you said is really important. Normalizing it out there makes it easier for us here, right? Normalizing sports betting takes away that connotation where we can't have a sports team here, we can't have NBA basketball yeah. because they're going to be corrupt or whatever they used to say. Normalizing it out there makes it easier for us to be or, or grow our city. What so a difference! Sure. What a difference the last few years have made because that was the main thing before we got it. Five we, years ago, it was we're never again. Yeah, we can't have you a sports team with next there. to all these casinos, and all gambling. these sports books. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way. And now BetMGM has a spot inside Raiders Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's like, crazy. It's fucking insane. <laughs> and now all these other big companies are partnering with the actual teams because the teams are like, "Shit, I want a piece of this revenue." Yeah, I want a little piece for so sure. Everyone wants to do it too. I actually think it's better for us. I don't think it hurts us at all, and I think it's good for the states and anyways too. Like, start creating revenue on shit that people were already fucking. Doing ton yeah. of fucking revenue. Open it up, legalize it nationwide, yeah, and just right? let's go. Let's get the ball and make rolling. It easy. Because no, no lie, it's a great. It's actually a good and a bad thing though too. Because the, how easy it is to online sports gamble is just it's too easy. I it's, press a couple it's buttons. Really, it's almost bad. Put a couple I, grand I it, in there. I and do just it every day. Press and, a couple uh, buttons. And we all know, like when you walk up to a sports book and. Ca- actually count the thousand dollars it hurts dollars it hurts you're like all right cool like the fucking bills better win this game <laughs> you know <laughs> and now if you're just like click 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 whatever you know it's like Fuck. Oh. is what it is you oh know? you lost oh whatever yeah. it's just whatever. it's on my phone it's what it's not real it's not real what is that it's like everyone's like oh you mean venmo like counts like when i go to like a dinner it's like hey yeah just venmo me like, yeah cool i feel like i don't spend any money yeah but yeah I, but i did yeah yeah for <laughs> sure but i but i did actually um so kudos to them too um, I mean, and the jump from Michigan too. They're saying from 18 million up is going to be drastic. It's going to be huge because Michigan, all degenerates, <laughs> all yeah. degenerates. No, it's, it's a that's a sports state. degenerates. That is dude. a sports state, man. Degenerates. Yeah. Um, so shout out to that too. I mean, so they're saying now this is the 11th state, I believe, too. Yeah. I think it's going to run rampant now too. It's going to. And now you have the next door yep. states who don't want to lose. They don't want to lose on revenue. revenue to, yeah. their, to their next yep. door neighbor too. Look at New York. Yeah. Idiots. Idiots. Fucking um, idiots. Cuomo. Yeah. Idiot. New York is. Really, really blown it for a while. But he, he he did mention that it's 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 on the block for consideration. He mentioned yeah, he better that. yeah. After he or, saw New Jersey's numbers, he was yeah, like, yeah. "Fuck me!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. Yeah. After he saw Andrew Yang get a yeah. little love online yeah. too, like, "Oh my god." Um, LG, another another topic, real quick. LG, one of the biggest. We should have put this by the Quibi one for failures. Uh, LG, one of the biggest tech companies in the world, obviously mainly known for their hardware and the screen technology. Um, we know them mostly for like TVs and shit. Yep. Yeah. Um, they are shutting down their smartphone business. Get this, you ready? Yeah. They really quibbied their smartphone business. Quibbied! Uh, they lost about $4.5 billion over the past five years. That's oh, let's insane. just lose a billion they a year, They huh? quibbied the shit out of the smartphone business. Um, 
So question real quick. First, it was Nokia. Remember we all had the brick phone? Yep. And we all had we all played Snake. Yeah. And yeah, it was like for sure. this was like the greatest avenue of technology ever. Yep. And everyone had a Nokia. Like you have that one person who didn't have a Nokia. You were yeah, like, you got the interchangeable face plates, all that yeah, shit. It was awesome. that big stick. The, it was like the, in your pants. The little kiosks your balls, at really the mall fun. were thriving then. Thriving. Thriving then. Yeah. They had the little light up antennas too. Exactly. Sick. Uh <laughs> Then BlackBerry came, and BlackBerry was just the absolute norm. Then it was like, oh my gosh. Remember, people didn't even say phone anymore, too. It was like, hey, I mean, a BBM me, I'm on my BlackBerry. Was that before the flip phone? No, flip phone was oh, like, I'm saying flip- LG yeah. had the dopest flip yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, well, Motorola was the Razor. Yep, the Razor. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. even before the Razor, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, yeah, the, the flip phones happened. The original yeah, flip phones. The thick, LG, the thick silver ones, yeah. LG yeah. had the dope ones. Ooh. And then the color screen launched. Yeah, that was big. The color screen yeah, launched. The yeah. color screen. Then <laughs> photos happened, right? And, and then fucking cameras <laughs> happened, and then dick pics followed. Yeah, then dick pics followed. Real we quick. had photos with no color. That's crazy. <laughs> no touch screen? What is this bullshit, bro? It's, it's impossible to even... Snake. Imagine. Snake was played on like this weird digital... Like, yeah, with the numbers. A calculator. It was played on a calculator. Remember yeah. when you ran out of text messages? Oh you like ran out of text messages? You're like, oh, oh my God. God. And then your parents are like, you sent a thousand text messages? What are you doing? Who are you texting? Now it's like, I send a thousand text messages every like 48 hours. Remember maybe? when you purchased ringtones? Oh Ooh. my God. 99 cents to have that cool Nelly track? Yeah. <laughs> Had it, bro. I still have Ooh. the hack though. Oh, hey, do you have the new Flow Rider ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Flow Rider going. Uh, you yeah, have the new Pitbull jam? Like <laughs> everyone had Pitbull playing. Um, then the iPhone came. Does, okay, my question is this too. Once the iPhone hit, Obviously, and there's that like famous Nokia Forbes cover, and it was like the the same month, I think, or, or same year that the iPhone was launched. The cover of Forbes was like, "Can anyone ever catch the the smart or the the cell phone giant Nokia?" They're by far leading the world. And then Apple was like, <laughs> "Watch this, bye bye." Does anyone ever beat Apple? The LG obviously tried. They lost five billion dollars in five years trying to battle. Apple. No, because everything no. that's incorporated into Apple, yeah. iTunes, the iTunes store, you know, like if you're going to make an app, you have to get it approved and launched on the, the Apple store. I think no, no one beats Apple. Samsung's been trying and Samsung still has what, half the market? Yeah, yeah. Samsung yeah. Is, yeah. is from number standpoint too, in the US is actually still doing astronomically well. Yeah. Everyone else is like nothing. But no that. one beats Apple. Yeah. Or yeah. at least trying to come into the market and do it? No way. Yeah. Yeah, no maybe fucking Elon Musk. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's, it's no. the Tesla phone? Yeah, the Tesla phone. Ooh. It's safe to say that there will be something after the traditional iPhone that we know, but I feel like the person who's going to create it is going to be Apple. Like I can't think of someone who's go, who is on the way and has the ability and the money and the wherewithal to create the, the technological advance before Apple does. Yeah, it was just timey, man. Apple just had it all. You yeah. know? And again, people forget, Apple, in a sense, is a computer fucking company, first and foremost. Yeah. And they're known for the iPhone now. Yeah, they just put it in your hand. Yes, here yep. it is. And they read, like, apps, that, the whole situation was Dude, the app store, again. Yeah, they control the market insane. in that way, too. And I don't, like, and I think they're going the opposite way, too, is that they're going to try to integrate it into it, like, the car. Just sure. integrate yeah. that sure. technology into everything that we do, the smart car. It's already there. Like, when people have the interfaces in their car where their whole iPhone kind of comes up. Yeah, the Apple CarPlay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have that, too. But, I mean, like, now you have them going even more, like, literally building it out vertically where everything yeah. that you do most consistently in your day, right, is drive your car. Go on your iPhone. Look go at your on watch. your laptop. Go on your watch. Right, it's like everything's really going to be seamless. Yeah. Right. 
or whatever the next thing is. Remember when? Remember when everyone was trying to develop glasses? Like everyone was just going to have their phone yeah. on their fucking. That face was so stupid. I thought though, I, I knew that. it wasn't going to take off, and so many motherfuckers thought it would. You were probably one of those guys. But huh? no, Jeff definitely. I, wore I, the I actually, Google I wore, Glass or whatever. It's I, wore, called. I wore the Google Glasses at, at CES. Oh god! Of but course was, he did. It was just like well, did you watch porn on them? It was the stupidest thing. Did you, you watch like, porn on them? No, you were just like clicking. <laughs> no, all, all no. it would do is showing you like like a stopwatch and your messages. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? But it looked you looked stupid because you were like hitting the air. Yeah, you know. So you <laughs> yeah, were like, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you were like doing these li- like look like you were juggling, but you had like weird glasses on. You know, it was stupid. It, they actually look similar to the clear mask that you're talking about, just for your <laughs> yeah, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just for your eyes. That's the uh, difference. Oh my god, that's gonna be the next interface. <laughs> your mask. Just a whole thing. Oh my! Just God. a clear helmet for your head that <laughs> yeah. just has everything on it. Just a bubble, inflatable bubble. Walk around in a it's like bubble. Those, a- those astronaut suits that look super cool. Those yeah. fucking. It'll be, it'll them, be, it'll just be Daft Punk. Daft Punk will just resell yeah, their, that's what their it helmets. Is. They were ahead of their time. Ahead of their time. Um, all right. Well, R.I.P. L.G. Phones. R.I.P. L.G. Um, so we'll see. I mean, Apple, like you said, dominates the world, and will forever probably do that way too. Um, another big, big business. Let's talk about Amazon real quick too. Uh, we got a new president. Yep. Hey. Uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Officially Joe president. Biden. JB. Huge, huge. Uh, and Madame uh, VP. Yeah. And first ever second husband. Yeah, I saw that. You Crazy. See his, uh, yeah, Instagram so weird title? to say, right? Chris, second, second husband. Google. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, so that was a massive shift, obviously, in everyone's mindset over the past 48 hours. Uh, and one thing that did happen, though, too, is that Dave Clark, the head of Amazon's consumer business, sends an open letter to Joe Biden, uh, President Joe Biden, offering for Amazon to help. Should Amazon Prime just take over COVID vaccinations? Help with what? Co- D- the COVID delivery? vaccine. Yeah. Yeah, they got delivery down. They got that shit like, on board. Yeah, bro, everyone orders Amazon Prime. When's the last time you ordered something from Amazon? Today, yesterday. When's the last time you ordered order? something from Amazon? I'm the, I'm the outlier. I don't use Amazon. What the fuck? Yeah, at Are all. Are you serious? I don't even have an account. All right, Lowe doesn't get what we're going to talk about. He doesn't get the <laughs> vaccine. How do you yeah, How do, do you not have Amazons? Uh, yeah, I buy directly from the source. What do you mean? From what source? Like the, the, web, the rest of the internet? The websites, about, and it takes six to eight business days to get there? Whoever I buy it from. So if it's buying something like a, I don't know, what do you buy from Amazon? I don't I'm not going to lie to everything. you. Everything. I I'm buy not, everything from Amazon. I'm not going to lie to you. For the continuation of this podcast, <laughs> yeah. one, you have TikTok homework. Two, you have to get Amazon Prime t- today, tomorrow. You get Prime video that you'll never fucking watch, but the Amazon yeah. Prime is what you get, man. In, what do you, I would what think, do you order? What do you order from Amazon Prime? Everything. No, 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 no. The proper question is, is what's not available on Amazon Prime? No, because that is available, but what do you order? Everything. Uh, supplements, house shit, electronics, clothes. Food, food stuff, anything. Food shit, anything. Yeah, all and, that shit I, I buy at the... Whoever I'm buying it from. But no, this, no, no. I can get it at one little spot. One day. Two clicks. I face recognition. I don't even know my fucking password. It just knows <laughs> my pretty face. And it click a button, and boom, it's there the Yo, next day. The next the, day. I, the $100 or whatever, $120, whatever Amazon yeah. Prime costs, is hands down, dollar for dollar, probably the best investment you could do. He said, oh, I don't use Amazon Prime. Yeah. What? That's the stupidest thing. I've ever anyway, heard. so like I said, you ordered some from Amazon. I can't get over it. Today. I stop the podcast. I ordered some <laughs> from Amazon today. They have so many distribution centers. Load those distribution centers up with little vaccines and the little insulin needles yeah, yeah. and shit. Send it in your little Amazon fucking package. Arrive at your door. 
little QR code like we talked about, give yourself the little vaccine, stick it in that shoulder, boop, you're good to go. Well, however they end up doing it, it's pretty goddamn apparent. <laughs> that was good, that, huh? That was good. That was like so out there. That the government... Flying the drone. <laughs> yeah, that the government doesn't know what to do and you should just call Amazon regardless. Just call Amazon. And just be like, hey, man. USPS? Yeah. Fuck that, bro. Yeah, hey, dude. But, but hey, I do dude. like the outsourcing idea, right? I think it, that shit works. They do it for fucking weapons. But this but this isn't... Yeah, right? They, they, Northern this, Grumman. This isn't something that everyone should be working on this. Every They should they should be outsourcing this to everyone. They should it's easy. You know how you like buy something and they like the company throws in like a little sticker pack into the package? Yeah. All right, well, you buy something from Amazon, the little worker throws you in get, a little fucking vaccine and a needle. Here's a needle. A f- hey, thanks for buying your melatonin. Here you go. Here's a COVID vaccine. Here you go. Here's a COVID vaccine. Uh, Stick it in your fucking dickhole. Look, obviously the U.S. government didn't make it. They had to outsource. Yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, sure. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So come on, call Amazon because I just want this to be done quicker. That's it. Yeah. I just want to be done faster. That's it. I want to see the little prime check mark. That's it. That little blue check. <laughs> That's it. And be like, yes, order it. Got Let's it. Let's go. Got it. I'll shoot myself. Little, I'll video myself doing it. Little uh, QR code to make sure that you did it. Then and you it did gives it. you a little fucking COVID passport. Exactly. Oh. Or as soon as it's, yeah, I mean, they'll figure it out. Yeah. And whatever they do, it'll be like, oh, that's so genius. So genius. Yeah. So smart. So easy. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a- hey, He's getting ripped apart though now because. Everyone's saying, why now? Like the vaccine's already been around for you know two months, yeah. two months or whatever. Why is Amazon reaching out now because of the new president? Like, did you not want to help do it when Trump was president? I mean, they're, look, he, they're just getting ripped apart. So we'll never, I, yeah. I see both sides. You know, yeah, you know, sure. they're like, oh, Amazon, why now? Yeah, yeah. and it's like, well, fuck. It we already know sense. too. There's always haters, no matter what. Sure, happens. Sure, no matter sure. what it is. But again, it's it, a how many Americans died? Four hundred. Four hundred thousand. You get this vaccine out regardless. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he should have reached out two months ago Let's if go. that was yeah. the plan. I agree with that. But I think you also had too is like is the logistics of dealing with the that was not political guys yeah so don't the, yeah, yeah. yeah the de- I don't give a shit so thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dealing of different dealing with the, the different presidencies and things like that too but look at this point now too just get it out there guys yeah let's go like you said by summer if I haven't been stabbed in the arm I'm pissed <laughs> and everyone's so afraid to take it or I'm not taking it bro give it to me the memes give yeah. it to me the memes and especially like the viral like TikToks and reels that have been on Instagram and TikTok to the social media <laughs> all, all the memes are like if you've done X then you shouldn't be afraid of for the, sure, of the, yeah, for sure. T- I've done all of the X oh my god some of them are so <laughs> drinking good drinking from the water hose there's a, a lot of Vegas ones too like if you've been in a Vegas pool then you shouldn't be worried about yeah, watching yeah, the vaccine yeah for sure or like you know like if you've walked outside of a club barefoot you shouldn't be worried about the vaccine <laughs> yeah, or like there's one two like, if you have any fast food burger ever you shouldn't be worried about the vaccine <laughs> yeah, like, you're good all of that. you're good stop stressing people um, because you, you, actually, if you don't, ha- if you don't take it, it's cool. You're just not gonna be able to do anything. They're going to require the travel. I promise. Dude, I, Give it a couple months. They're required to do anything. Yeah. You're definitely not going to the trailer fight. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to the trailer yeah, fight. I'm going to the <laughs> We're going to the trailer Stab fight. Stab me. Let's yeah. go. Um, all right. Last story that we do have too. Um, raising money went crazy in 2020. I'm going to shock Tons you guys of money. with some stat here. U.S. venture capital firms deployed $130 billion with a B. With a B. B. Last year, which is 14% higher than in 2019. The wild part is that they uh, actually did a record dollar amount, but they did it with 9% less deals, which means they're focusing on bigger rounds. Do you think we're in like a bubble right now too, or is just access to money now easier than ever before? Uh, a little bit of both yeah, maybe, but the, the thing with these VC firms, how they go about it is like, you know, your Sequoia Capitals and your Andreessen Horowitz and all these bigger firms in Silicon Valley is they only need one to pop off, yeah, right? So they, they do their seed round or whatever. They throw, you know, $20, $50 million at it. They're hoping for that one fucking unicorn to make yeah. it and be valued at, you know, a billion, two, three yeah. billion dollars to make back their investment plus fucking 20X, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So they're just looking for that one. There's a fucking flurry and list of other investments and companies that completely shit the bed and, and that quibbied. 
That quid quid be that was gonna completely failed and shit the bed that we don't even hear about. They're just looking for that one. And I think now there's so many younger people, entrepreneurial people out there trying to build companies and build products and build great things. They're just looking for that one. They just need that one. I think now it's a double-edged sword, right? With with more VC firms than ever before, right? Too. And there's they're not just New York, Boston, San Francisco anymore, too. Now you have these major VC firms coming out of Boulder, Colorado, and wherever, Austin, Texas, Nashville, Atlanta, Georgia. So you have access to people, companies have the ability to reach out to more VCs than ever before. So if you do have an idea, whether that's tech or food and beverage or SaaS or whatever it may be, then that's great. But I think the other side is too, is that the VCs now have more options than ever before though too, and they are looking for those big hits. And then they take those small ones that could maybe do it or not too, but that the big ones make up the losses. The big hit way outperforms and makes up for the lost ones for sure. But I think think there's there's a two-edged sword too. I I don't know if we're necessarily in a bubble right now, but I do think that they're more selective on who they do take on because there are so many options out there too, except for the big ones where it flips and they're actually fighting to get in on it. Um, but now more than ever, entrepreneurs actually have access to more VCs than ever before, right? You can just reach yeah. out and email to them and be like, hey, here's my pitch. That's it. Here it is. That's here's it. the pitch. And I see what you got, you know? So if you have a good idea, the, the, the days of having to, you know, truly fly to New York or San Francisco and use a broker to take meetings with VCs are really over. No, too. it's over. It's yeah, over. The, the raising money is... They can ex- find you on social media. They can find you on Easy, TikTok. Yeah. They can find you Easy. anywhere. And again, these big VCs, they invest in people more than anything, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, you just gotta have a good idea. I mean, look at Quibi. I mean, they raised money from all the big firms. Huge. Shit the bed. Yeah, 100%. Like you said, some win and some don't. Some and win they have and some to don't. do both ways, too. But when they do win, sometimes when they lose, they lose big. But when they do win, it's insane. They're hoping for that one unicorn. Yeah. They just need that one. Yep. And they get it. Uh, and this year, too, man, the rich got richer. Rich got more bill- richer. More billion, more billion dollar, cash pro- more unicorn places. private companies than ever before. Ever before. Obviously, this year, too. Um, that's all we got, guys. Let's wrap it up with Eat It, Drink It, Binge It. Um, it. I'll kick it off real quick. Might eat it. Uh, we did um, we were when we did uh, the cabin trip to Big Bear. Okay, my wife and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Melissa loves s'mores. Ooh, I oh. think I think plain marshmallows are pretty fucking boring. Okay, just marshmallows or whatever. Sure, but I tried this stuff puffs. The chocolate oh, with the in the marshmallows, marshmallows. fire, fire, especially toasted a little bit. So, yeah, a little, so they over, melt over the fire. Get a little chocolate on your mouth. Unbelievable. So you mm. don't need to get the chocolate for the s'more. Then just use this. Yeah, stuff that that was the, the whole goal. You just ah, need the graham cracker. Yeah, because s'more is traditionally messy. Like you take one bite, the graham yeah. cracker breaks in six different places. Yeah. They fucking the graham cracker part's always annoying. Yeah, it's always annoying. The I didn't even do these with s'mores. We just I just ate the straight marshmallow with the chocolate. That's it. Didn't even toast it. No, I toasted it. I just didn't do the graham. Oh no, graham cracker. Cut the graham. Just the marshmallow. Cut the graham out. I quibbed that graham. There you go. Yeah, bomb though. And marshmallow owns it. Shut up. Artist marshmallow and Shalizi. There you go. They started stuff up. They have their own marshmallow, and they're fucking smart. There it is. All right, what do you got? Um, so on my salads, I love beets. See, I like beets. Damn, so does Carolyn. I love beets. Yeah, like so beets. at the supermarket this last this regular week, or golden? What regular beets or golden beets? Regular beets. Okay, regular beets. But they have individually packaged seasoned beets now called Love Beets, which they're actually fire. And for me, I hate buying a huge can of beets and then you only use like this much of the can. And then you have to throw the rest away. Can't say I can really relate to that, but yes, go ahead. So, so I, I take them. There's there's the balsamic vinegar and uh, there's white wine. There's a bunch of different kind of flavored beets, and they're fire. So you get like six or seven beets in this little individual package. It's resealable, which is awesome. Uh, you gotta check it out. Love beets. It's called fire. Love beets. Love beets. It's pretty hot. I like that. I uh I had brunch 
over the weekend at one of my favorite brunch spots. FYI, Love Beats is on Amazon. If you is it really? How much is it? How much is it? How much do you pay for it? Uh, I, don't, I don't look at the price. They got they got everything. They got powder. Just just oh, if you right just if you want free shipping. You and know, when, right when does it arrive? Oh, I don't know why because Amazon owns a thing called Whole Foods. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a small <laughs> grocery chain, and it arrived by tomorrow. Yeah, literally, it arrived by door. tomorrow. I can just go pick it up. In fact, way. with my voice right now, it's on your way to your address. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You don't even fucking know about it yet, too. I'm actually apologizing to Jeff Bezos for, for Lowe's. Like, it's like ridiculous. I don't use Amazon. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know. I uh, Go ahead. Uh, I went to, had brunch over the weekend with my family uh, at Hearthstone. One of okay. my favorite brunches. Love Hearthstone. Love Hearthstone. Uh, Red Rock, got, right? got the Yeah, at the Red Rock Resort. Got the lollipop chicken wings. Got the chicken and waffles. Got the oysters. Got the shrimp cocktail. Got avocado toast. Bottomless Aperol Spritz, bottomless Ooh. mimosas, bottomless Bloody Marys, bottomless micheladas for $18, and you get bottomless, or you can get one for $14. So it's like, yeah, give me the bottomless. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, got entirely way too fucked up and had a blast. And uh, Great spot. Great spot. Red Rock Casino, guys. Yeah, 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 they're also doing a uh, Super Bowl game day feast. You can get uh, their famous wings, pulled pork sandwiches, charcuterie board, Ooh. Uh, chocolate chip cookies, like this crazy fucking Super Bowl feast. Charcuterie boards are hot right now. Hot. Super hot yeah. with figs and shit. They're hot right now. With figs and shit. Oh figs and God. shit. Shout out to Ryan Lab. Shout out to Andy Massey, the whole team. Figs and shit. Figs and shit. Um, all right, my drink it is uh, one of uh, my neighbors, my okay. Ambrose neighbors. Okay. Craft House Brewery. Fire. Nice. Craft House Brewery is yeah. great. Show love to the local breweries here, though, too. Uh, obviously, the industry in general had a Terrible 2020. Yeah. But Craft House is awesome here. They have tons of different types of beer. You can buy them retail. They're at a bunch of different restaurants here in Las Vegas. I think they're outside of Nevada as well, too. But you have to look at it. They actually Craft House, the brewery here, right a few doors down from uh, our Ambrose facility. Um, you can actually go drink there, too. So they have their own tap room there. Oh, sick. Which is awesome. Um, so check that out, too, if you guys are ever in Henderson. Super good. Craft House Brewery. Big fan. Check nice. out their beers. What do you got? What are you drinking? This, the- the packaging got me, man. I, I tried a truly hard lemonade, but the strawberry one? Fire. Unbelievable. Fire. The lemonades Fire. are great. The truly lemonades so are the best. Good, you can't drink a lot of them, though, The too. best. Even though they say they have no sugar, I feel like I have fucking heartburn after yeah. two of them. It was like 100 calories, one gram of sugar, some shit. But even though they say that, I feel like yeah. the lemonade ones, they like give me heart, but they're fucking delicious. They were delicious. Like the Trulies, like, they're good, but the two lemonades, I was like, damn, there's like fucking flavor. No, man. It was money. They're so good. But the strawberry one, I didn't try the mango, but it looks pretty appealing. But strawberry. Yeah, strawberry lemonade, lemonade. or the black cherry lemonade. Yeah. Phenomenal. I haven't had a seltzer in a while. I had a real seltzer binge early in quarantine. Bro, all yeah. I do is drink seltzers. The high noons, I don't get hung over from high noons. Ooh. I haven't really drank a lot of high noons. Really? I'm, I, ever since Melissa got pregnant, so I haven't really been drinking a lot sure, at home, sure, too, sure. because it's just like... Not fair. And I'm just staring at her, just like <laughs> drinking. I'm just like, this is kind of weird. Well, I was drinking when yeah. I was pregnant. Oh. I mean, it was, there's been a, a point, too, but now I'm just like, okay. This is whatever. I feel you. Uh, I went to... Uh, a, a, an edit of mine oh, a couple weeks back. Good Pie downtown. Yeah, they're opening for dining on Valentine's Day, so I went and had a nice little sneak peek dinner, dined in with food on the plates and the whole experience. But Negroni, Ooh, Negroni, classic. and yeah. they're doing a canning process where they'll actually can their cocktails to sell. If you want to come to the slice window, they'll can a cocktail for you and press it. The whole thing, and it oh, comes shit. sealed with the pop top and everything. It's kind of cool. But uh, Negroni, that's cool. I, I love to see restaurants get creative. Being forced to get creative. Yeah, and yeah, they paid it. a couple thousand dollars for this machine. Yeah, but now they're selling more cocktails just out on the yeah, street. Yeah, they have to, but they have, more than ever. They're, they're being sick. forced. They're being forced to be yeah. creative. And, and the mar- you know the margins on liquor yeah, and cocktails in restaurants. Yeah, it Make makes up back. for the, the food costs. Yeah. And customers are actually willing to like try something new and support. Absolutely. And they people just love to drink. Yep. That's just that's just a fact. So yeah, can Negroni from All Goodbye. Right. I like that. Uh, my binge it, Tiger Woods documentary. 
Oh, I heard about oh, it. Oh, is it good? Is oh, my it good? God, guys. Oh, I'm okay. watching it tonight. God damn it. It's so good. All right. All it right. is so good. Because it's just the, the Tiger Woods story from then to now is just ridiculous. I know. You know, from how incredible he was at such a young age, too, and then the insane collapse. Yeah. And then the resurgence. Yeah. So I haven't gotten through it all, too, but I just started to. And, and like Tiger's like one of those athletes, kind of like the last dance. Yeah. When it came to watching the Bulls and Michael Jordan, where you're just immediately just like, like the best. all in. Um, and it was obviously done well, so... Slam dunk. Sick. I want to watch it. Um, what do you got? I went uh, full Drew. I watched some trash this yeah, recent, let's and go, I let's go. can't fucking stop watching it. It pisses me off. I can't stop watching it. Bling Empire. God damn it. That was mine. Yeah. Fuck you, Lo. Bling All Empire. Right, that's good. Yeah. Uh, is it? Dude, it is dog Bling shit. Bling Empire. Yeah. It's dog shit. <laughs> what is the it's first crazy word? Bling? Bling Empire. It's Crazy Rich Asians meets like Rodeo Housewives or some bullshit. <laughs> it's trash. Dude. But I can't stop watching just because like there's people in it. Like I feel like I'm going to know. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it's like, oh. We're, Bling Empire. Where it's is this? Netflix. It's based in LA. It's like all these like Crazy Rich Asians of LA. So is it, is it, it's like all these Asians and they're just like wildly rich. Stupid rich. Like, like I mean, I, I get it. Bling Empire. I'm I mean, you've seen too. Crazy Rich Asians, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like two that. and two together. But it, just the reality They're show trying version. to be like the real life. It's like trust fund babies and shit. It's yeah. like fucking wild. And like they're all like super bougie and like annoying as shit I get it because it seems like, like that, uh, the Real Housewives shit all obviously works because there's like 19 cities now too so why not do an Asian LA version sure. yeah there's like a DJ there's a chick that has got like a crazy trust fund there's like a model there's like all these there's a socialite or whatever the fuck and just imagine being on a reality show not because you're successful just because your family's so yeah rich. these are all like rich kids it's yeah, yeah. not like it's successful rich. entrepreneurs yeah, no, no, or actual yeah. business it's all just rich kids yeah, yeah. and a chick that married a rich dude yeah, and yeah. It's, it's trash honestly but I we, uh, Carolyn and I watched the first episode last night and I was like what the fuck are we watching I can't stop watching I feel like it's dude. fake too like and a lot you, of it's all plotted and yeah. planned but and the, the one that intrigues me is that Anna Shea chick the old like 60 year old lady that's the on. Russian Asian chick yeah. she doesn't even look Asian yeah she doesn't sound Asian she doesn't do anything but like her whole shit Trips me out. Like, I gotta do some research on these people to see if they're even legit yeah. and real. One of the chicks, like she's married to the, or one of these chicks is like dating this guy, but she was a wifed up by some guy who went down on like this multi million dollar like fraud scheme. Like they went to jail, like in New York, whatever. And like, so she divorced him and now she's dating this like wild. I can't. Fuck, it's really crazy. It's trash. Yeah. Watch the first episode and just text me. I can't, right? Like, yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, you guys. It's like crazy. I, all right, here's the deal I will watch Bling Empire. When Lowe sends me a screenshot of an Amazon Prime account. There we go. <laughs> That's easy. There we go. That's a fact. That's a fact. There we go. All right, guys. Thank you, as always, at the Residency Pod on Instagram. Let us know what you liked about the show, what else we can do, add on guests you want, et cetera, et cetera. You know, five stars on Apple. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you guys. See you next week. Yeah. We're out. Peace. 